Good it's good to see you all here. Yes. I want to say welcome to all the people who are watching on live stream, and maybe my parents will watch later. And uh, I'm very excited to be here. You know, we're on a trip, a long trip. Yes. We're going to make it to heaven. Amen. We followed Jesus, our captain. Uh-huh. How many are prepared to, to make it all the way to heaven? Amen. Amen. By grace. If it happens tonight, great. But Amen. Brother Given, yes. when you were 15 or 16, did you have any idea how long it would be that you'd have to be faithful in ministering? You didn't have any idea. That's the only thing we could do really is resolve. That's right. Amen. Amen. What happens when the trip gets long? Yeah. Yeah. You ever been on a long road trip? Yes. And you think, are we there yet? <laughs> well, we ask, are we there yet? Yeah. It's possible when you're going day in and day out, and it's a long, hard slog, and you get tired, and your body gets weary. Yeah. And you get your emotions frazzled, and you're you're on your last nerve, Amen. and you just get dry inside, mm-hmm. and you don't think you can go on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let us not be weary in well doing. Yes, that's right. That's right. For in due season we shall reap, yeah, right. if we faint not. Yeah. Amen. I want to remind you of that truth. It can get tempting mm-hmm. to want to just give up. And it can happen just like that, yeah, instantly. Right. You get so tired, I'm done with it, I'm going to quit. Mm-hmm. And it happens. Part of it could be you're doing things that you start to doubt if there's any value in it. Is it worth doing what you're doing? Whatever God's given you to do, and you, you come to a point where you think, why am I doing this? Is it a waste of time? Is it futile? Maybe you do something nice for somebody and they don't respond the way you think they should. Maybe they have ingratitude. They don't show thanks. And you think, why am I doing this? It could be just you don't, someone's not appreciated. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, we are serving the Lord Jesus Christ yes. and not men. Amen. Our service here is to each other, the body of Christ. We're a part of the household of faith. That's right. But our service is to the Lord, yeah. and He will make sure that we receive a reward. That's right. Amen. In Ephesians 6 6, this is how our service is to be. Mm-hmm. Not with eye service as men pleasers, service. Yeah. but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Amen. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. Amen. That's a thing to keep in mind. Yes. Amen. If you lose track of that fact, you'll get weary and you'll want to give up. So the focus is focus on Christ. He's our example. He's the one who will give you the strength to carry on. Amen. Now, this word weary is actually to be bad or weak. 
or to fail in your heart. Your, yeah. your heart gets bad. Jesus told this parable, Luke 18, 1. He spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to not faint. Mm -hmm. That's right. And yeah. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 4, 1, Wherefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. not. That's right. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up also us mm -hmm. by Jesus and shall present us with you. That's right. Amen. We're looking for a reward. Amen. That's, That's right. why we don't faint. Yes. We have received mercy. And that's why we have this ministry. And we don't faint in it. Continuing on in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 15. If all things are your for, for your sakes, that the abundant grace might, through the thanksgiving of many, redound to the glory of God, mm -hmm. for which cause we faint not, yes. but through, though our outward man perish, yes. yet the inward man is renewed yes. day by day, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a more, far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, yeah. but the things which are not seen, which are seen are not seen are eternal. Amen. We are looking for an eternal reward. Right. It's our in inheritance in heaven. That is the reward we're looking for. Yeah. If we're looking for a reward here on this earth, you, you may not get it. You may never be appreciated for what you do. Yeah. You may actually have people say harsh things against you. Yeah. You may have people want to do evil things to you. But we're not looking for a reward from men. Right. It's nice, and we should appreciate each other. Mm -hmm. If we, if we have service one to another, we should feel appreciated. But that is not our, that's, that's not our motivation. Our motivation is to serve Christ. Amen. It, and you, when you're on a long, hard journey, continually doing the same thing over and over again, it can be tempting to think that our work for the Lord is futile but it is not god will see and will repay you Amen. this well doing that's talking about it this is talking about things that are beautiful and good and valuable valuable service virtuous service Amen. the things that we do Amen. in service of the lord it is beautiful in the sight of the lord we have our bodies given as a sacrifice a living sacrifice to the lord the things that we do we serve the Lord mm -hmm. with our bodies. That's right. Our bodies don't want to obey us. When you get born again, yeah. you get a new spirit inside you. Amen. And our spirit joins with the Lord. Yes. Yeah. But if we want to follow the flesh and serve the flesh, mm. then we'll look for, we uh, won't have our eyes on eternal things. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes when uh, punishment for wrongdoing doesn't happen, or it takes a long time. Yeah. There are lots of murderers on death row. Mm -hmm. Some of them may be innocent, but they went through the court of law and they're going through their last appeal and they've been 20, 30, 40 years on death row and the punishment doesn't happen. I'm just saying, sometimes when punishment for wrongdoing doesn't happen quickly, yeah. Yeah. people become more and more bold in doing evil. Yes. Yeah. Now what about if you're doing good and the reward is delayed. Mm -hmm. Will you be tempted to give up and stop doing the good? It's possible. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
we have to keep in mind our services for the Lord, and we will be rewarded. Amen. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Second Thessalonians three thirteen. But ye brethren, be not weary in well doing. We have as our example the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. Let's turn with me to Hebrews chapter twelve. Verse 1 through 3. Wherefore, seeing we are also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight yes. and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, yes. the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame. Yes and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Yes. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Amen. You've got to keep that in your mind or you will get weary. Amen. And you'll want to give up. Mm-hmm. But our service is not to men. Yes. Our service is to the Lord. Amen. We've got to understand that our well-doing, our good works, yeah. serving the Lord, mm-hmm. whatever you've been given to do, it will receive a reward. And it, it may not ever be in this life. You may never get any recognition or any appreciation or any... People may never notice. But if it is for the Lord, the Lord sees it. Amen. Romans chapter 2, verse 4 through 10. Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? But after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasureth up to thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patient continuance and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life, but unto them who are contentious and do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also of the Greek also of the Gentile but glory and honor and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile God will pay you back according to your deeds if you're living for the flesh you'll get a reward that you won't like but if you're living for the spirit you get glory and honor and yes. peace, Amen. immortality, eternal life. That is the reward that Amen. we will reap. That's right. First Peter chapter 2, 13 through 15. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them to do well. For so it is... 
the will of God, that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. If you have purposed in your heart, you're not going to stop. You're going to keep doing what God has given you to do. And you're faithful in little, and he gives you more and more to do. And you are faithful in that. It puts to silence the ignorance of foolish men. They can't say anything against you because they see the way you're living your life. This is the will of God. You know, he created us to do good works. Now, apart from him, our good works are nothing. They're worthless. But in Christ, he's made us to do good works. I'm thinking of Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now these works we're talking about are not to earn anything with God. Yes. We can't earn our salvation. This is lay that out out there. You can't earn it. You can't pay for it. You can't buy it. You don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. It's a gift. That's right. Grace is a gift. Salvation is a gift. Mm -hmm. Faith is a gift. Mm -hmm. But because we're in Christ, and He's made us new creatures, Mm -hmm. now we are created to do good works, which actually He purposed beforehand that we should do. Verse ten: For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Amen. And we may not, I might not be a special person like Jeremiah or Daniel or anybody like that. But God has works that he wanted me to do. And he has works that he wants you to do. Amen. And he wants you to be faithful in it. Now, for everything that happens, there's a season for it. Mm -hmm. There's a, sometimes there's People are sick. Uh-huh. Sometimes they're in good health. Yeah. Ecclesiastes talks a lot about, Solomon wrote a lot about, there's a time for everything under heaven. That's right. Ecclesiastes 3.1, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Mm-hmm. In due season, mm-hmm. we shall reap. If we fail not, God has a season in which you will reap. Now is a season for sowing and watering and planting. Now is a season to be faithful and patient. But there's a season when you will reap. It's God's time. God knows the best time for everything. Have you ever noticed? I, I love plants. And if you put a seed, it takes a long time for them to grow. We have a bunch of little seedlings. Should have started in February. But we got some pepper plants. I got one that's just barely popping up. If I had planted the, the seed back in February and got it in the ground in the beginning of April, it takes all the way till October before I get peppers on those things. I mean, I might get some along the way, but the harvest is at the end. There's a long gap between when you plant the seed and when you get a harvest. Now, the Lord says that his word is a seed. And there's a parable that Jesus gave about the sower going out to sow seed. 
that's speaking of Christ and his word, but we also have his word to sow as seeds. You may not ever see those seeds bear fruit. They may have moved, or you may have moved, or something happens, you don't ever, ever see the result. But God will give you a reward for the seed that you sowed. Matthew 24, 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? The due season is every time you get an opportunity. For those who teach and preach and minister God's word, anytime there's an opportunity to be ready in season and out of season, that's the due season to be a faithful and wise servant and give the household their meat from the word of God. The due season, there's going to be a season. Right now it doesn't appear that the Lord Jesus has all power and authority. But there's a season in which it will be revealed. 1 Timothy Mm 6.14 Paul writes, That thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Right now, we can see that he's the Lord of lords and King of kings. Most of the world can't see that. That's right. But there's going to be a time, at the right time, God's going to reveal in that due season. Now, if you plant seeds, and then you get tired, you may uh, decide, well, I'm going to go away and I won't won't weed it or I won't water, I won't, uh, you may plow up the seeds, you just, well, I mean, speaking in the flesh, I've seen around here, cornfields that never brought forth fruit because it got withered and blasted by the heat. But I'm telling you, if you don't believe that you're serving the Lord and you don't have this patient spirit and you're going out planting seed, you may give up. I don't see any result. God's the one that brings the result. That's right. Adam Clark says this, As the husbandman, in plowing, sowing, and variously laboring in his field, it is is supported by the hope of a plentiful harvest, which he cannot expect. Before the right and appointed time, so every follower of God may be persuaded that he shall not be permitted to pray, weep, deny himself, and living in conformity to his Maker's will, without reaping the fruit of it in eternal glory. Be patient, therefore, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. Amen. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receiveth the early and latter rains. That's James 5, verse 7. We shall reap if we faint not. Amen. I would encourage you, brethren, mm-hmm. don't let anything stop you That's from the ministry true. God's Amen. given to you. There's a season for sowing, and there's a season for reaping. Yes. Now, in Galatians chapter 6, I'll go back a few verses. Let me start in Galatians 6, verse 6. Uh-huh. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. 
That word communicate would be to share. Yeah, that's right. It involves giving your money and time and service to those who teach all good things. Be not deceived. Mm -hmm. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that also shall he reap. Amen. He that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, yeah. for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. That's right. Now, if you purpose that you're going to live in a certain way to please God and deny your flesh and live after the Spirit... You're going to reap a, a spiritual harvest, eternal life, glory, immortality, honor, praise. And if it's, we're looking for the glory of God yeah. and his honor that he's going to give to us, that is not a bad thing to want. That's right. Amen. It is not bad to want those to get the blessing from him for the patient endurance. The implication here is that if you don't endure to the end, Mm -hmm. you have no hope of reward. Yeah. We shall reap if yes. we faint not. That's right. If you quit and give up, mm. I think you don't have a hope of getting the reward that God has planned for you. That's right. I want to encourage you to be faithful to the end. Amen. You would be tempted to become impatient. Like with my seedlings. I want to see them grow faster, but... You see, you've sowed into somebody's life, speaking the word of God into them, serving them. Mm -hmm. yeah. You might not see the harvest, mm -hmm. but God will provide it. Yeah. And don't get impatient. Yeah. Yeah. There are two kinds of sowing here. There's sowing to the flesh and sowing to the spirit. Yeah. So either living for yourself, trying to please yourself, giving in to temptation, which seems pleasant, but it'll have a very bad end. Mm -hmm. Or denying yourself, denying ungodly pleasures, living after the Spirit, following the prompting of the Spirit when the Spirit tells you, go visit that person. Write them a letter. Go visit them in the hospital. Why don't you call them? Maybe they need this done. When the Spirit prompts you to do that, be faithful in doing that. That's the opportune time. Yes. You may not get that time again. Mm -hmm. Amen. Matthew Henry writes this, If we sow the wind, we shall reap the whirlwind. Yeah. Those who live a carnal, sensual life, who instead of enjoying themselves, employing themselves to the honor of God and the good of others, spend all their thoughts and care and time about the flesh, must expect no other fruit of such a course than corruption, a mean and short-lived satisfaction at present, and ruin and misery at the end of it. But on the other hand, those who sow to the Spirit, who under the guidance and influence of the Spirit do live a holy and spiritual life, a life of devotedness to God, and of usefulness and serviceableness to others, may depend upon it that of the Spirit they shall reap life everlasting. They shall have the truest comfort in their present course and an eternal life and happiness at the end of it. Yes. Matthew Henry. Amen. Yes. Now Jesus said this, if Matthew 10, 22, you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Let me tell you also, if you faint not to the end, you shall reap a reward. 
I pointed to you the, our example of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who endured such contradictions of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. Consider Christ. In this long journey we're on, if you don't get new, renewed strength, you will faint. That's right. That's true. You have enough strength for today. Yes. You get more strength tomorrow, but tomorrow isn't here yet. Mm-hmm. If you don't get that new strength, you will faint and you will quit. But praise God, He can give you all the strength you need. If God gives you a ministry to do Amen. and works to do, He will give you all the resources to do Amen. it. Yes. Jesus said this, He that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, mm-hmm. that both he that soweth and that he that reapeth may rejoice together. Mm-hmm. If you are faint... Christ has the resources that you need to be renewed. Yes, amen. When you're feeling like giving up and quitting, He knows how you feel. Mm-hmm. He wants us to ask Him. But if we turn to Him, we go right to His throne of grace. Amen. And get time, and get help in a time of need. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah 40, verse 29 through 31. You know, we have to believe that there's a reward that you'll reap at the end. If you... Faint not. That's right. 1 Corinthians 9.25 Every man that striveth for mastery mm-hmm. is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. Amen. So there's crowns and rewards. I won't go into these, but let me tell you, there's a crown of rejoicing. Philippians 4.1 Therefore, my dearly, my brethren, dearly beloved, and long for my joy and my crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. What if you spend a long time ministering to people and later they give up? You could lose your reward. I mean, if they didn't persist to the end and they didn't come to harvest, you don't get the reward. Paul also wrote this in 1 Thessalonians 2.19. What is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? The people that you minister to, those are the people that are a crown of rejoicing. Amen. We get a crown of righteousness, Second Timothy 4, 8. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but to unto all, all them also that love is appearing. Amen, there's a crown of glory, First yeah. Peter 5, 4. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, yeah. ye shall receive a crown of glory mm-hmm. that fadeth not away. Mm-hmm. There's a crown of life. Yeah. Yes. Revelation 2, 10. Fear none of these things mm-hmm. which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that ye may be tried. And ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death. Amen. 
and I will give thee a crown of life. And James 1.12, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. If you faint not, and you don't get weary in well-doing, you'll reap a reward, and there's these crowns that will be given to you. That should be a topic for another sermon. The opportunity that we have is now. We work while it's day. The night comes when no man can work. That is during our lifetime. When we pass away, there's no more opportunity. And you may think, well, I'm looking for this opportunity to serve. Well, take the one that's before you. Maybe a little one. Take that one. You may pass up an opportunity. You're waiting for another opportunity, and, well, you there was an opportunity here that you didn't take. You don't wait till it's convenient. Well, i got other things to do. You do it when when you have opportunity. That means uh, the need is there. You do it. That's the opportunity. Do it when the occasion to do good appears. We won't always have these opportunities. You will not always have the ability to do good. And if we have the opportunity to do good, God will give us all the resources we need to carry it through. In Philippians 4.10, Paul talked about the Philippians. They lacked opportunity to take care of him. But then there was going to be a time when they did have the opportunity to take care of him. Sometimes the opportunity doesn't present itself. But Jesus said in John 9, For I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. The people that we do good to is all men. Your family, your relations, your friends, co-workers, neighbors, all men. All men. Yes, amen. Strangers. People have entertained angels sometimes when they entertain strangers. People of other nationalities. People of other religions or sects. Even your enemies, those who persecute you, do good to those who persecute you and evilly use you. But particularly to the household of faith. And I would say particularly to those who labor in the word and doctrine. Now, Jesus had a long discourse in Luke chapter 6. Luke 6, 27 through 35. But I say unto you which hear... Love your enemies. Do good to them which hate you. Bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. And to him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Brethren, let me tell you, I'm having a hard time reading this. But this is what Jesus calls us to do. Luke 6.30 Give to every man that asketh thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as you would that men do to you, do unto them likewise. For if you love them that which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do the same. And if you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, 
What thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great. And ye shall be as the children of the highest, for he is kind even unto the unthankful and to the evil. See that none render evil for evil to any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. First Thessalonians 5.15 We do good to anyone, but particularly the household of faith. We've been put into a family. That's why we say brother and sister. Jesus had people come and say, well, your mother and your brothers are outside. And he's, he said that the people who do God's will, those are his mother and father and mother and brother. Yes. Uh-huh. We talked about this in the assembly, but we have become part of a family. We're part of the household of faith. So I say particularly to those who are of the household of faith. Yes. That's right. This word especially would be particularly chiefly, primarily, you know, you have like good, better, best. This is the, to the greatest degree, Mm -hmm. chiefly, especially to them who are the household of faith. When, uh, I'm going over time here, but that's an interesting word, Mm -hmm. chiefly. Jesus said we are of his household. And the servant is not above his Lord. A disciple is not above his master. But we are of his household. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? We are of his household. The household of faith. Through faith, we are made to be of the household of Christ. This church, not the building, but the people in it. We're being built up to be a spiritual house. Christ is a head over, he's a son over his house. We're one family. In heaven and on earth. Actually, people overseas that we haven't ever met, they're our family. When you ever meet another fellow believer, uh-huh. they're part of your family. Right. Closer than your yes. blood relations. Uh-huh. <coughs> Ephesians 2:19. Now therefore you are more, no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 3:6 says that we are Christ's mm-hmm. house. He's a son over his house. We are his house. I want to remind you that we are as lively stones mm-hmm. built up into be a, a spiritual house. First Peter 2 5. And I'll leave you with this this verse. Mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10. For God is not unrighteous. No, to forget your work and labor of love. Yes. Which you have showed towards his name, and that you have ministered to the saints That's right. Amen. and do minister. Amen. Let me encourage you yeah. to do good mm-hmm. and don't faint and you will reap a reward. That's right. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen.